Blog Talk Radio. Happy New Year and welcome to Know It All, the ABCs of Education. Today is a very special episode. Today we are celebrating student voice. Yes, thank you, Zora. Zora is my six year old daughter who is a first grade student herself here in Washington, D.C. Today's show is a featured episode on the Blog Talk Radio website. Make sure that you follow us at blogtalkradio.com forward slash know-it-all. At know-it-all, we have candid conversations about the education issues that impact your community and the real-life solutions to education issues that you face every single day. We aim to make you a know-it-all about education law, policy, and practice as it affects you. Make sure that you listen to us live every Tuesday. We'll be back to our regular schedule next Tuesday, January 8th. You can check us out live Tuesdays at 10 a.m., or you can listen anytime from the comfort of your computer at blogtalkradio.com forward slash know-it-all. I am your host, Allison R. Brown of Allison Brown Consulting, ABC. I am a civil rights attorney with expertise in the laws that require equity in public education. Keep up with me at allisonbrownconsulting.com. My guest is my guest host is the lovely Alexis J. Smith of Entitled to Educate. Good morning, Alexis. Good morning, Allison. She is a community engagement and parent empowerment specialist. Check her out at EntitledToEducate.com. Today, as Zora so eloquently told us, we are celebrating student voice. There is so much conversation today about education and reforming education. Rarely does that conversation include students. Maybe more than any other industry, grown folks feel as though we are experts in education simply because we all went through it. We all have been students, so we must know best what students need and want. Times certainly have changed, but more than that, students always have known very well their own needs and wants. We are super excited today to welcome students, Jasmine. Good morning, Jasmine. Good morning, Allison. And Charles, who will be joining us shortly. Thank you both for joining us. Jasmine, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself. What grade are you in? What are your plans for the future? What are your interests? Okay. I am a freshman at North Central High School. Um, I would like to be a pediatrician. And uh, my interests include playing volleyball, um, running track, and participating in band. Wonderful. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your school? How big is your school? What is it like? Uh, North Central is a very large school in Indianapolis. Um, It's very diverse, which is what I like about it. Um, Students there respect each other, and we learn to get along with each other. Okay, and how how do you learn to get along with each other? By communicating. Our teachers teach us one thing. They teach us to communicate and to work well with each other. We we learn to be open-minded and respectful, which is how we just which is how we learn to get along with each other. Wonderful. Well, many students recently have stepped forward to voice their opinions about what school should look like and to talk about education from their perspective. Let's listen to a clip of Nikhil Goyal, a 17-year-old high school senior in New York, who <clears throat> gave a TED Talk recently about his perspective on today's education. When I was younger, I loved learning outside of school. It was, it was something that was much more interesting to me than sitting in a classroom. And over time, I came to the realization that in the classroom, I was seen not as a human being, but a test score. Just a number among the thousands in a spreadsheet. School isn't working. Many people like to say that the education system is broken. It's not broken. It's doing exactly what it was intended to do 
Entire industries have been revolutionized. Yet education remains in this mobile kind of style. The key to surviving and thriving in this new age depends on your ability to adapt, invent, and reinvent yourself each and every day. You have to be the startup of your life. Now, all the rules are gone that we saw in the past few decades. We're becoming a society that's more creative and more innovative, and we need to have an education system that meets those type of standards. Kids are crying out for a new type of education that gives them opportunities to pump their creative juices. So make them feel not like a product of a factory, but simply a human being. Let kids go free. Give them some power. Sit back and watch the show. Now, in the classroom today, it's, it's very differently structured than what's going on in the real world. We have to bridge the gap between community and the world. Alan Toffler once said, the best way to predict the future is to create it. Now is the time. This is our make or break moment. If we do not fix education right now, then our future isn't due. No tweets, a revolution. So, Jasmine, what do you think? Do you think that education should be revolutionized? Well, I mean, I agree with what you had to say about this generation becoming more creative in the learning process, but it doesn't. education doesn't need to be revolutionized. Um, schools are just different in the way teachers teach their students. There's nothing different about how students are getting education. It's just different in how we are learning to get that education. And I think, you know, a lot of there's a lot of conversation about how to change education from what it was and what it was intended to do many, many years ago when it was first created to, you know, to comply with kind of agricultural norms and to um, create factory workers and, and to support an industrialized economy. Um, and how do we adjust and adapt? And I think that... Um, you know, a lot of people say, uh, the way that Nikhil does, that it, we should completely revolutionize the system. We have to kind of blow it up and start over. And others say, well, let's work with what we have and modify what, we're, what we, we've already got, which is what I think I hear you saying, Jasmine. Is that right? Yes, you're right. I don't, if we start over, then there'd be a whole new base for students. But, I mean, we just, we have the foundings for getting to getting these students to into a higher status but i mean other than that there's nothing we don't need to change the whole entire thing alexis as a parent yourself and as a parent and community empowerment specialist how do you think we can celebrate student voice um well Allison, i think one way that we can um celebrate student voice is promoting student council and um, diverse student-governed groups. And, you know, I emphasize the word promote because I think that when it comes to student voice, there is a gray area that's got to be navigated, and that is that small, thin line between being respectful and speaking up. And, Jasmine, you can probably, you know, relate. Um, I've got a teenage daughter myself, and I know that that's an area where she is learning to balance you know, her expression both at home, you know, and in the classroom and in the community is, you know, when to speak up um, and and when to, to not, you know, to be respectful and to uh, 
allow things to, to move forward as they are with adults in control. Um, so, again, especially among adults with specific roles of authority, you know, that, that gray area becomes a factor. And when student voice is passively or even, you know, assertively not welcome. Um, so we have to promote these opportunities for student government and participation in, you know, these diverse student governed groups um, with an authenticity, you know, with a sincere outreach to students and families to engage in these opportunities. And then once they are involved in the conversation um, about student councils and, and the role that they play, um, we need to provide some mentoring and some leadership training so that the benefit um, to the individual student and to the student body at large, you know, may be truly manifest. I know that um, when Charles joins us, he has um, a, you know, an elected seat as a, uh, a student council member. But I wonder, Jasmine, have you ever been interested in student council? How, how is the student council presented to you and your classmates as an opportunity? Well, um, I haven't really thought about joining student council, okay. but um, if I hear from Charles and get a little intel on how the student council works for him, then maybe I will consider joining. Um, but the student council here, they if we don't feel strongly about something, then we can talk to them about that and we'll mm -hmm. discuss it. And students students can voice their opinion through them, but students don't always know when to voice their opinion mm -hmm. and how to do so. So students at North Central don't really, they don't know when to voice it and they just, they realize, oh, they think, or they don't have a voice. They do have a voice, but they just need to learn and know when to voice it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And the student council, they they help us with that, and they they give a, the students a sense of power, but also they know that, well, we're not powerful than the teachers. That's okay. a, I think that's an excellent point, Jasmine. And do you think that there is anything that schools can do differently, in particular your school, can it, is there anything that your school could do differently to support students and to empower students? Well, I thought about this, and I don't, I don't really think so, in my opinion, because, I mean, they support us fully. Our counselors, they will call us down a couple of times a month to check up on us and see if we need anything. Um, our teachers, they teach us to they try to teach us better so we can learn better and to better understand the concept of what we're learning. And my biology teacher, he once told me that he would he preferred to teach us differently so we can understand rather than teach us how he usually teaches and us to not understand and learn better. So in my opinion, I don't think North Central can um, do anything different because they're doing an absolutely fine job of supporting us now. Wow. I want to play another clip. This is an excerpt of a poem entitled, Why I Hate School But Love Education. And this is written and performed by Suli Brakes, who is a college student in London, England. Let's listen. Now, I'm not saying that school is evil and there's nothing to gain. All I'm saying is understand your motives and reassess your aims. Because if you want a job working for someone else, then help yourself. 
then that would be a contradiction because you wouldn't really be helping yourself you'd be helping somebody else there's a saying which says if you don't build your dream someone else will hire you to help build theirs redefine how you view education understand this true meaning education is not just about regurgitating facts from a book or someone else's opinion on a subject to pass an exam look at it Picasso was educated in creating art Shakespeare was educated in the art of all that was written. Colonel Harlan Sanders was educated in the art of creating Kentucky Fried Chicken. I once saw David Beckham take a free kick. I watched as the side of his Adidas sponsored boot hit the painting level of the ball at angle which caused it to travel towards the skies as though it was destined for the heavens. And then as it reached the peak of its momentum, as though it changed its mind, it switched directions. I watched as the goalkeeper froze, as though reciting to himself the laws of physics, and as though his brain was negotiating with his eyes that was indeed witnessing the spectacle of the leather swan that was sweeping towards it, and then reacting, but only a fraction of a millisecond too late. And before the net of the goal embraced the FIFA sponsored ball as then with the prodigal son returning home, and the country, the live in, erupted into cheers. I looked at the play and thought, damn, looking at David Beckham, there's more than one way in this world to be an educated man. So Jasmine, what do you think? Do you think there is a difference between education and school? I do. There is a difference between school and education because school is a place where students go to get part of their education, whereas an education is knowledge you seek from everywhere and not just school. I think that's an excellent answer. Right. Um, and I agree with that. I think <laughs> education is everywhere around you, right? I mean, education certainly can occur in school and, and should occur in school, um, but it, it is all around us all the time, and I, I think that's an excellent, excellent answer. Um, and I'm I'm thinking about, you know, we were answer earlier, you said that, you know, your counselors call you down and support you in your your goals and your visions for yourself, and your teacher has expressed that he would like to be able to teach differently and make sure that you're really capturing um, the the information that he's sharing with you and that you're really kind of taking it in. Um, do you think that... Um, that is important for your education. Imagine if you didn't have those things, Jasmine. Do you think that um, you'd be able to get the same quality education that you get now at your school? I don't. I don't because if I didn't have the type of teachers I have now and the type of knowledge I have now, I I wouldn't be able to get into the kinds of schools that I I want. you know, there there are different standards in which schools teach their students. And if I didn't have what I had now, I wouldn't know what to do or where I would think to be in 20 or 30 years from now. Hmm. Alexis, what do you think? Is there a difference between education and school? Absolutely. Um, you know, I... I I don't want to try to follow up Jasmine's, you know, well-stated point, but I think she hit the nail on the head. I mean, the easy answer is yes. 
you know, school does have its, its uh, very concrete value with our academic learning and our, our social interactions, but certainly education extends beyond the four walls that any school building, um, you know, would offer. Now, Jasmine, you are, you've really impressed me uh, with your maturity and the clarity of purpose that you have, and it sounds like you are um, very fortunate in uh, being able to be a, a student you know, in the school and in the community um, in Indianapolis where you live. Um, and I'm hearing you say that you do feel like, you know, with the resources and the support that you're offered in your school environment, that there is a connection made between success in school and success in life. Um, I'm wondering, though, if your school or even somewhere in your community, if they were to take it a step further, and offer a full-blown class, um, say it's called Life 101, um, after school or even at lunch. You know, we're talking about having to give up your own time. Do you think that you and your peers would, would be interested in participating and even leading um, class or discussion structures like that? I would definitely be interested in that. That would be a great opportunity to get um, get help about the outside world and how I need to be how I need to adjust to learn how to pay bills and getting a job. Um, right now, I'm in the process of trying to get a job at my age, uh-huh. and I think that Life 101 would be a great way for me to start and to learn. And I would, me and my friends, my friends and I, we would feel very well welcome to that idea. Jasmine, talk about the students, if there are any, the students that you see in your school who um, who maybe don't have a voice or who maybe don't have the same support as you do. And I think the audience should certainly know that you are a top student. You recently were named as the, the math student um, by the math department for the the school, and you um, your grades are impeccable. Um, so I think it, it should certainly be noted that you are a star student. Um, what about those students who maybe need a little more support or who need uh, support in a different way? Do you think that they have a voice in your school, and what can your school be doing differently to support them? Well, those kids, they do have a voice. They just, like I said earlier, they just don't know when and how to use it. But the school the school should look at how they're learning and try to see what fits them best, what their learning ability is like. If they're not learning right from their teachers, then they the teachers should take a step forward in learning how to adjust their teaching skills to work with those students. Um, these kids, they don't, they, they're not as equipped maybe as I am. Um, they probably don't have the right resources, um, and it might be hard for them to also get their education and get their grades on track. Um, these students, they they definitely do have a voice. Um, and the the principal and the counsel, their counselors should also know what's going on and what they what they can do to help these students 
be achieve better in life and their grades. Do you think that there is a way for students to organize, so to come together as a group in support of one another outside of, you know, kind of student council, and student council is important and student, you know, elected positions are very important to to represent student voice in the building, but also just to come together for peer support and to come together for, you know, to make sure that all students are included in the the represented um, the, the face of the students in the building. Do you think that there is opportunity for that, and that it? Do you think that is something that should happen, Jasmine? I think there's there's a, a definite opportunity for that. Um, students at North Central, we are able to start our own clubs with a teacher who would like to sponsor us, and I think that. Th- well, I think that the students would can do this, but they just they need a little they need a little boost from the teachers. Um and I'm yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, one thing that I have observed in my work with schools around the country um is that I think students are not often at the table for um, very important conversations about how we are going to reform our system. Um, and I think that, that you know, that student voice is very important and making sure that students who are performing very well and who are doing all that they are supposed to do, as you, Jasmine, and Charles do, in your schools um, are are included, but also making sure that we are including students who are not getting the um, the information and resources that they need, as you said, from um, the schools and from the larger social structure, um, so that we can make sure that schools within their roles can do what they can to support students. And so, you know, I have seen. Um, um, discussion groups that include students and parents and families, and making sure that you know um, discussion groups are are complete sanctuaries, and that um, student voice is heard as part of those discussion groups is important. And making sure that uh, where possible, students are contributing to discussions about policy reform and and procedural reform is also very important, and that they're being res- being respected in doing that, um, and that they have a sanctuary space to do that where they are not chastised, you know, for voicing their opinions if that opinion is harsh um, or critical of their school environment is is also very important. Alexis, do you think that there is value in in um, bringing students and families to the table for these very important discussions about how to reform education in in certain environments? Of course, and I think that you know we should consider expanding what we uh, envision when we when we picture the table. Uh, you know, using social media and other interactive platforms, I think are a way to um, further engage and embrace you know the the non traditional voices. Again, you know, there's always the question of which parents can make it to these after school, uh, in the morning, lunchtime, you know, weekend. Uh, 
meeting, you know, at school. And, you know, most schools, I'm sure, like I said, you know, they try to, to vary the opportunities and provide them at different points during the day. But, you know, there is going to, I think, probably always be a certain population of parents and families, community members, students who are not able to, you know, come or for one reason or another are not willing or don't feel comfortable even with the promise of, you know, sanctuary once you come in. But I do think that the uh, the invitation needs to be sincere and it needs to be consistent and, and diversified. Find other ways to allow uh, student voice to be heard. You know, and go back to the old-fashioned uh, suggestion box. You know, just be able to, to drop it in anonymously and um, with the expectation that that voice will still be heard among the decision makers. Mm-hmm. So, Jasmine, I'm wondering, do you have any any parting thoughts for our audience? Any thoughts about what we've talked about today or anything that you want to share? Um, I would just like to tell the students there anywhere that they do have a voice. Um, they should use their voice when they don't feel strongly about something. And that education isn't based on school you go to. It's based on what you learn and where you learn your what where you learn. And um that just taking a test won't simply get you anywhere. Knowing how to do something and knowing where to go will also help you and will benefit you in life. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And I want to thank Charles, and I'm sorry that he wasn't able to get through today, but I, I hope that we can do this again and make sure that his voice is included in this conversation. I want to thank our audience for joining us today, and I want to thank my wonderful guest host, Alexis Smith. Alexis, do you have any closing thoughts today? Uh, sure, and thank you, Allison. As always, it's a pleasure to, to be on the line. You always bring such uh, insightful voices to the table, so I appreciate it. Uh, my closing statement uh, you know, is actually to share a Chinese proverb. And that is uh, you give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. I think that the connection of empowerment here is pretty clear. You know, our schools in many ways are vehicles of delivery for what I call, you know, our daily bread um, for most of our students. The teaching is for now. The shelter and the food is for now. The uh, support and the facilitated social interaction are for now, but the day will come when the school years are behind these students and they will enter what we pray will be the longest season of their lives, and that is as responsible thinkers and doers in their community. Um, Our uh, focus and our requirement, something I think we should take on and embrace in promoting student voice in an authentic way provide the proving ground for them to learn to think, as Jasmine said, and to develop the critical thinking skills and the decision-making uh, skills and confidence, first for themselves, then as community members, and for um, many of them, we hope the next step will be as community leaders. Now, this is a life skill that we as parents, educators, and current community leaders must provide uh, again, not just for the benefit of today's students, but for our own future well-being and for that of future generations who will look to Jasmine and others in her generation to give them uh, mentoring, leadership, examples, and guidance. Excellent. 
um, I think that you both have hit the nail on the head, and I think that you um, have offered a very important perspective, Jasmine, in, in thinking about education and how we how we talk about education. We we cannot and should not do that without listening to our students. Um, I say, you know, all the time that I think that it's very important that we envision all children as our own children and that we picture them at 25 years old. What, what do we want to see from them when they are adults and, and what what can we put in their minds right now to make sure that they are um, exactly as we envision them and, and more by the time that they reach adulthood um, and, and exactly as you said. I, I think that it's very important that we... Um, be careful with the messages that we send them and and um, that we check in with them. They, they are a barometer, but they also are very, very knowledgeable, as Jasmine has demonstrated, about their own experiences, and they really have uh, significant input to share with us as we move forward as a country. Um, so I want to thank you both for joining us and thank our audience again for being here. You are now officially certified know-it-alls on Seeking Out Student Voice. Go forth and share. Have a wonderful week. Happy New Year again. Join us next Tuesday, January 8th, when we will talk about um, with representatives from the National Council on Educating Black Children about the narrative that is conveyed about children of color. Remember to follow Know-It-All, the ABCs of Education, on Blog Talk Radio. Follow me at Allison R. Brown on Twitter. Find ABC on Facebook and read my blog at allisonbrownconsulting.com.